Welcome to The Offer Letter, the podcast designed to help you, the job seeker, to perfect your interview skills. Every episode, we have a special guest here to help us decode a common interview question with me, your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano. Today's question is, you seem overqualified for this position. Now imagine this situation. You work all these years, let's say 20 to 30 years or so, in an industry where you start at an entry-level position. Then you prove yourself and you become a supervisor. Then you get more experience and more skills with projects and roles. So you get promoted to manager or even a director. Now, as a mature job seeker, you have years of experience with a treasure trove of skills and a wealth of knowledge. So when you interview for another job, then you expect the recruiter to welcome you with open arms as you are the unicorn that they have been looking for. But instead, they look at your resume and say, you seem overqualified for this position. They might see it as an excuse, but you see it still as being qualified for that role. But that's not exactly the reality. Today's guest is John Tarnoff, who is an executive and career transition coach, speaker, and author of the Amazon bestseller book, Boomer Reinvention, How to Create Your Dream Career Over 50. He reinvented his own career at 50 after years of working as an entrepreneur and as a Hollywood executive and producer, and he supports mid and late career professionals in defining, planning, and achieving more meaningful and sustainable careers. So he is the perfect person to help you answer this question. So John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's a so pleasure. Let, let's start off with this first question. I mean, why might a recruiter ask this question in an interview? I think there are two broad reasons why they're going to ask this question. One is because they are genuinely concerned that the candidate who is older has held a more senior position than this job description is describing. So they genuinely are concerned that the candidate could get bored in the job, that they might not take direction well because they have previously been a manager, supervisor to people in this position. They also might be concerned that the candidate is using this position as a stepping stone to a more senior position that they really want within the company. And so they are not going to really do their best job. They're not really gonna be committed to this position. The reason that they're in the position is to get out of it. So that's not good. So those are, those are two legitimate concerns that a responsible, open-minded, but not age-biased recruiter or hiring manager is going to have. However, another reason that this might come up is because the recruiter or hiring manager is ageist and is looking for an excuse to reject the candidate based on a bogus concern. And this is an easy way to exclude older workers from consideration. I mean, unfortunately, the, the latter could be true, but we're hoping that it's not. Now, let's say that, you know, you do have an open-minded recruiter, you, you have somebody that really does, who really is interested in your skills, but they are thinking kind of those things uh, in the back of their mind that might be happening, as you just mentioned. What are some tips and tricks that uh, the job seeker could, could say to answer this question? Well, I think the first thing that a job seeker has to wrestle with, if they are applying to a job that they have perhaps previously managed or is certainly more senior to the kinds of jobs that they have done, 
And it's going to be really apparent when looking at their resume that the job description really doesn't match up with their current skill level or responsibility level. And one of the you know processes that I work with with my clients around this, specifically about a client I had who was very unhappy in his job, had a great track record. This is a guy who's an MBA and an automotive engineer working for a consulting a nonprofit, pretty senior position. But for whatever reason, he was not happy and had not been happy for a while. He would go home at night and fire up the job boards and kind of spend hours looking for jobs that he could apply to. Invariably, these were jobs that were more junior to the position that he had, positions that he had had. But he was so intent on getting out of his current job that he kind of overlooked what the job description was was asking for. So specifically, in so many cases, you know, here's a guy with over 20 years experience in his field. He was applying to jobs that were requiring seven to 10 years experience. And he was shocked that he was getting rejected or that he wasn't hearing back. And the line that he would give me and that other people will say about this is, well, I can do the job. You know, why won't they interview me? I can do it. Isn't it an advantage that I've done the job already? You know, they don't have to really train me or spend too much time trying to kind of bring me up to speed. I've done it. But what they don't understand is that there are these other considerations. Why, with 20 years experience, are you not applying to jobs that are more fitting with what you know? You know, why are you not looking to fully apply all of the knowledge and experience that you have to a job that requires 20 years of experience, right? So this is a consideration that the, the candidate has to understand. And a lot of the times the candidates will say, well, but there are no jobs with 20 years experience. Where are those jobs? Why aren't those jobs being posted? And this gets into a whole other conversation, which we could have around the hidden job market, around the job prospects for more senior workers. But in approaching the job, if in fact the candidate is saying, Look, I've done this job in the past. Yes, I have had more senior roles, but I actually do want to do this job for A, B, and C reasons. I'm going to be happy in this job, and here's why I'm going to be happy in this job. I'm not looking to use it as a springboard, and I'm happy to take direction on the job because, you know, I like the mission of the company, and I'm I'm happy to to report to someone who is charged with the strategy and and the vision for that department and yeah, I'm, I have no issues with that. That's a conversation that the candidate needs to have going in before getting to the interview. They need to have that conversation, make that statement in the cover letter. They need to address it right up front because they have to believe that this dislocation between the job description, the required years of experience, their own history is going to throw a red flag. And I like what you're saying there. You know, no beating around the bush. You just got to be clear about it. That's right. And it's having that self-reflection even before you apply for that job, understanding what you're looking for in your job search, because you never know where the recruiter might go if you don't tell the whole story. John, why don't you give us uh, an example of how you can answer this question then? If it comes up in the job interview and, you know, it probably it's going to be rare that it's going to come up in the job interview. That will be that'll be late. That'll be 
I think, unfortunately, it will be an indication that the recruiter was either not paying attention to the candidate's age or resume until they walked in the door. And that's a tricky situation because you may not know as the candidate what the real culture is in this company around age. So again, it's going to help to do the research. You want to have some sense, and you can do this by looking at LinkedIn and looking if this is a large company, you're going to have probably many employees of that company on LinkedIn. Take a look. Uh, is it a multi-generational workforce? Or do all of the employees who have LinkedIn accounts, are, are they all under a certain age? So you'll get a sense of whether or not that company is, is employing people your age uh, at these various job levels. If they aren't, and this question comes up, then you may not have an avenue into the company. It may be actually a pointless exercise to try to justify why you are not overqualified, but you are perfectly qualified for the job. And that would certainly be a tactic you could use if someone says, do you think you're maybe a little overqualified for this job? You should be prepared to come back and say, no, 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 I, I, I understand the question, but let me tell you why I am actually perfectly qualified for the job. That's the moment where you talk about where your experience and your skills come in and why having the greater experience gives you even more ability and insight to get this particular job done. And why at this point in your life, with all of these career moves behind you, you actually are going to be happier doing this job than pursuing a job with greater responsibility. And I would also advise you to talk about the value that you bring as a more experienced worker in terms of your ability to mentor and support other people in your department. That is a very overlooked aspect of the job. If, if the recruiter or the hiring manager just focusing on the facts and the skills of the position, and they're not going to be thinking about some of the corollary advantages that you might bring to the table because you have more experience. So if this comes up in the interview and you feel like, well, you know, there's a chance that maybe they're actually not trying to push me out the door, but they genuinely are looking for a, an answer, then this is the tack I would take and push back on this and, and be very open about it and say, look, I can understand why you would be concerned, but let me reassure you that I am a great candidate for this job and bring so much more to the table and have the ability to support my manager with my experience, not fight with my manager because of my experience. I'm not interested in competing with my manager. I'm not interested in telling them how to do their job. I'm, I'm not interested in doing anything but supporting their mission and using my experience to be supportive, not to be competitive. And, and I like that, just reassuring them, letting them know this is what you're thinking and this is your goal. And of course, it always goes back to your skills and it goes back to your experience. And it's never about age. It's never about background or ethnicity or gender. It's about skills and experience in an That's interview. Right. And so, attitude, right? I think attitude has so much to do with it. So in this situation, if you are put on the defensive with a question like this, relax, right? Reassure them. Don't take offense at this. You know, if you if you feel that there is an opportunity to defuse the situation, uh, that the person is coming to you not from a devious or 
or purely biased perspective, but is genuinely open to learn and open to considering you, then I would relax with this. I would, I would again, as you say, be reassuring, be understanding, uh, acknowledge them for the concern that they are sharing with you, but then turn that around and say, no, 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 I, I hear you completely. It's a perfectly legitimate question, even if it's not. And here are my thoughts about this. You know, I, I'll just say one more thing, just, just to remember, and this is really true, I think, for all job candidates, your number one value in that interview is to portray yourself as being of service. And if you can come across as a servant leader in every interview, regardless of whether you're going to get the job or not, you know, your, your role in that interview is to be of service to the company in that moment. You're going to, A, have a lot more good experiences make a lot more friends in those interviews. And, and ultimately, you're going to find the position of your dreams because of the attitude that you're taking. And John, I'm glad that you brought that up. That is very important to have the right attitude. It can throw you off. A question like this can throw you off easily. And then you get defensive and then you're not thinking right in the interview. But when you're ready and you expect it, you might expect it. And that's when you'll be able to answer it the best way. So, John, thanks so much. And I mean, you are a very, very interesting person yourself. <laughs> Thank you. You've got lots on the go. So how can people learn more about you and what you do? Well, uh, Michael, thank you so much. I am a career transition coach. I'm based in Los Angeles. I have a very checkered past. I, for over 30 years, was a uh, film industry executive, a film producer, and a tech entrepreneur in the 90s during the, during the bubble. I like to dine out on the fact that in my in my Hollywood career, I was fired 39% of the time, which gets a laugh. Um, and it is intended really to reinforce this idea that getting fired is not shameful, that we live in times that are very volatile. And today, more than ever, it's about fit. You know, in the old days, if you got fired, you did something wrong. It was your fault. You should have been able to stay with the company forever. It doesn't work that way anymore. So you have to understand that you know, getting fired, which is definitely a traumatic experience. Losing your job is traumatic. It's right up there with death and divorce. Uh, it takes some time to recover, but it is not shameful. You know, you need to just really remember that you're going to get hired based on the value that you provide to your employer and based on the network that you have of supportive colleagues and allies uh, who can speak on your behalf and connect you to the work that you want to do. So you want to apply to jobs, but you also want to be thinking about what is that pitch, that career story that you want to be able to tell in the interview and to the people who are considering you and the network that's going to support you. So that's the, the core of the career coaching work that I do. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just look me up on LinkedIn. I think I'm one of the only John Tarnoff, certainly the only John Tarnoff career coach on LinkedIn. Uh, and at my website, which is johntarnoff.com, and happy to connect with any and uh, and all of you. John, you do some, you do lots and lots of great stuff. And you know what? We're gonna have those links in the show notes. So make sure that everybody looks at those things. Um, I'm the only Michael Manzano career coach on LinkedIn as well, so you can there check me go. up on there also. But John, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for all those tips and tricks. It's a pleasure, and thanks for doing all the work that you're doing, Michael. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today on The Offer Letter. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can get the latest episodes. My name is Michael Manzano and join us next time as we decode another interview question so you can get your offer letter.